Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity, CISO Thursdays, where we share the messages of individuals that have broken into the community within the past five years. And in this case, on CISO Thursdays, we share the messaging from CISOs um, that are helping to educate and change the industry for the better. Today, we have a special guest. We have Sky Kennedy, who has been behind the scenes helping the Breaking Into Cybersecurity podcast by creating very concise, short um, videos that help extract some of the key messages from our past guests. And I wanted to bring her on about what she does to help get that messaging to audiences like CISOs. So, Sky, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you interested into cybersecurity. Sure. Uh, Well, hello, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on. I really do appreciate the opportunity to meet with you and and chit-chat for a few minutes. Um, It's an interesting story. I have uh, worked in the Uh, graphic design, graphic production, and uh, graphic communication world my entire career. And uh, in 2016, was out of work and needed a job. Uh, You know, I've worked in a lot of industries, but not cybersecurity. And there was a one-day job at a company called Silance. And uh, that one-day job turned into four and a half years. And... um, had no idea what silent what cybersecurity was, and uh, you know just kept going every day doing the work, but meeting these incredible people, it was like another world, seriously another world for me, and uh, got to meet some incredible people, especially on the science and engineering side, uh, and, and then inevitably after a few months of you know saying hello to them in the coffee room. Uh, decided that, you know, I'd sit down with a couple of these people for lunch and they started to teach me not everything they know, but what cybersecurity is Mm -hmm. and then um, what really kind of changed the scope of my life was the message that um, at the time Silence was uh, was really putting out there in the industry, which was protecting everything under the sun. And that, to me, that's a heartfelt message because it's really a message of helping people to not only be better, but to protect them, obviously, from everything that's going on in the cyber world. And uh, because I had worked and still do work in the graphics world and in the video world and in the marketing world, uh, decided that, you know, this was something that I wanted to offer people. Um, you know, helping them get their message into the cybersecurity community. And as you think of trying to get that messaging to such a concise but translatable um, message, like protecting everything under the sun, like that has such a mission to it, such um, drive through it. How do you... How did how do you recommend that individuals, even for their own careers, uh, create such a messaging that they can 
tell a hiring manager, hey, this is what I do. I secure cloud infrastructure or be able to break it down into such a simple term. Well, you know, it's really interesting in the job market today, and this isn't just in the cyber industry, it's in the job market where we utilize a technology that has been going on for eons, the resume. And uh, a hiring manager, you know, when we when we stop and take a deep dive on what a hiring manager or uh, a uh, recruiter or a people person is looking for, do we have or do they have time to go through everybody's information? And it has become a lot of that information has become automated where a hiring manager just takes the stack of resumes puts it into uh, some kind of technology that categorizes it and puts it into, you know, a variety of ranges of information. And then they get a report that says, this person is good for the position, that person isn't good for the position. And so when people will say, okay, I need a job, or I'm interested in a a job, they're going to send that piece of paper or now a PDF or some kind of electronic information to a hiring manager that's going to sit in a stack of information. And who has the who has the time to go through a stack of information? So the first thing that I would say is to keep in mind that a, a you know a person looking for a job is just one of many people looking for that same job. And how can you differentiate yourself on a piece of paper? In my world, in the video world, you cannot. And I'm not saying that because it's a negative thing. You you know, my adage is like my grandmother's adage, perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. You have to persevere. You know, somebody says, no, you have to persevere. If If you've been doing it for a while and you get frustrated or you get depressed, you have to keep going, persevere, persevere, persevere. That is the critical element, perseverance. But how can you differentiate yourself from everybody else out there? And that is the critical point or the critical question um, when you know you're looking for a job. How can you differentiate yourself? You know, you're a cloud security uh, person, or you're a pen tester or you're a scientist, how do I differentiate myself from the thousands of people that are now out there looking for the same job? And uh, one of the ways that I might recommend is to do a video resume. I know it's very different. Not a lot of people are doing it, but more than you think. And there are a lot of online resources where you can actually do a video resume and send the video resume to that hiring person. So when you when they look at it and they have to put it into that uh, technology that they're you know sending resumes to, it kind of stops, and they have to the the hiring manager or the the recruiter has to actually look at it, and that's your golden opportunity to have something live you know, that lasts for maybe 60 or 90 seconds. A resume, as you know, is something that, you know, somebody looks at 
and they're looking for that key word, you know, I'm a cloud uh, analyst or, or I'm a pen tester. They're looking for that key word. They, you know, obviously they want to know about your education or they want to know about your experience, but they're looking for those key words. And that's what you can do in a live video resume. That's so, so true. Um, we had a challenge a couple of years ago where we asked people to create uh, a 30-second elevator pitch about themselves. Um, so I, I'm going to start the, the video resume challenge for all of those looking. Uh, we're yes. going to ta tag it, and yes. um, we're going to have everyone send their video resumes in and whoever is whoever sends their video resume in will make sure that we share it and we post it uh so those looking for a role we can help amplify you i, I love that idea because they get to see your personality they get yes. to see uh what's unique about you unfortunately there could be some bias in that but hey um yes in a world where everyone's a number let's try to stand out and to be ourselves yes. the differentiator you know in in cyber they use the word disruption that's Absolutely. what you want to be you want to be a disruptor and i know that it's sometimes very difficult and and we don't have a lot of confidence when we're looking for a job and we you know we we need money and somebody's got a position that they might fit into but you have to think about being a disruptor and what is the best way to disrupt the status quo. Hey, Sky, we have some questions. Awesome oh, idea sure. for the roles where there's a face-to-face -face element and it's important. Um, however, for introverted people, may this be too much? Uh, what recommendations do you have for introverted people on recording a video um, resume? So there's a big thing out there camera shyness the whole issue of so many people just don't want to sit in front of a camera you know it's it's like the the ultimate uh uh i'm looking for a word here but it's the it's the it's the ultimate vulnerability yes it, it's the ultimate of looking inside of who you are and how many of us want to share that with with strangers we don't, so we're camera shy. But it's like I tell clients because, um, you know, not that clients don't have information and aren't smart, but you have to start somewhere. Okay, so if you're an introvert, you have to start by writing some things down. What is it that you want to say to your audience, whoever your audience is? It may not be a recruiter. It may not be a, a HR person. It may be a, a, a scientist who's tasked with being a hire, the hiring manager for this particular job. So you, you want to say to yourself, before you even think about doing a video, what is it that I'm trying to get out there? And, and how can I get it out there? And then you write it down. And this becomes your video script. And before you even get into taking that video out, your your cell phone or like uh, like uh, there's a they, there's a website out there called BombBomb, like a bomb, B-O-M-B, BombBomb.com. Right. 
that you can actually, it's free for two weeks. So you can, for the first two weeks, you can uh, create a video resume and send a video resume right from BombBomb. And there's other, there, there's other resources out there that are similar as well, but you get the script. Okay, so, so now you've written some things down. Now you have the script and, and, and you're confident in that information. And this is before you do anything in front of a camera. And I know this is hard because it's hard for me. You take that script and you begin to read it to yourself, familiarize yourself with it. And to a point where you get so familiar with it, uh, it, it you, you now have a point where you, you don't even need to look at the script. You've memorized it. And then what you want to do is you want to stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself because looking at the mirror at yourself is just like being on a video. So none of this is before you get on a video and you sit there in front of the mirror over and over again, over a few days. It may take you a month. I'm not saying that you have to do anything fast. That's the key. Take your time, be comfortable. And you get to a point standing in front of the mirror, saying this over and over again, where you feel comfortable. And then you can remind yourself, looking at a mirror and seeing yourself in the mirror is exactly like sitting in front of a video camera. Yep. And become comfortable with what's going on. Part of the problem with camera shyness is we don't take enough time to get ready. We don't have a script, we don't have an action plan, we don't have a strategy, and we sit down and, and then people will ask us questions and we'll say, uh, um, uh, let, let me think about that, you know, and, and when you're ready, when you've got it in your mind exactly what you want to say, because nobody is standing there asking you questions on this video resume, then you kind of, I hate to use this word, kind of can regurgitate it into a video. Be comfortable, be prepared, persevere. Those are my kind of goals out there for folks. Love it, love it. Uh, Ray uh, mentioned that Microsoft Teams has a built-in coach to help you fine tune your grammar and how to present yourself. Um, and then he also mentions that this video needs to be personalized to the target position and the employers, Absolutely. just like your resume, you want to have that all, pers all personalized. Uh, Absolutely. Inf InfoSec Live mentioned all skills can be learned. Perseverance and getting yourself out of your comfort zone is so important. And then we had one more, but I think it already gets addressed. Emily mentioned that she struggles to be in front of the camera and when it's being recorded. Um, do we think it could be an effective and how do you recommend doing it? We pretty much covered all of this. So um, Emily, just go back the last 10 minutes and you'll get your answer fully covered. Um, now let's talk about this, this hunt because whether you're um, looking for business clients or you're looking for a future employer, if you treat yourself like your own CEO, this is going to be the same. What's your approach for differentiating yourself from other potential competitors out there? And 
having a reputation in the market that they should pick you? So one of my big loves out, out in the cyber world is thought leaders. Thought leaders are people who not only have the answers, but they have a charisma to really get their point across. And they're quick. They don't take a lot of time to get their point across. And it's because they know what's going on. They, they know their information. They understand their information. They understand the solution. One of the, <coughs> excuse me, one of the uh, 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 guests you had on uh, a few years back, Katie Dean, I loved what she had to say. She said, it isn't about the position. It's about understanding what you want. What is it that you want? You know, and I've, I, I will be the first one to tell you, I get caught in this. It's all about that specific thing. And the, and the issue is sometimes we can't have that specific thing. So how can we get that specific thing? And some of the things that Katie has said really resonated with me. You have to understand the business. Okay, cyber is a business. It's a very big and wide business. And you have to cut that down to size. You know, where do you want to fit into the cyber business? Let's say it's threat research. So then you find out about threat research. And, you know, if you're a threat researcher, then you really know what threat researching is. But you don't know always what that specific company wants in a threat researcher. That company, I don't want to name names, but that, I'll say Silence because Silence is no more. <laughs> um, Silence had a whole litany of information about what they wanted from a threat researcher. And so your job is to find out what a company like Silence, again, Silence is no more, uh, wants from a threat researcher. And so as a threat researcher, you do research. That's the critical nature of getting a job in a very competitive field. You have to do your research. What is the company you'd like to look at? Are there other companies that are like that company? Maybe there's five or six. Find out about those five or six companies. Find out about their likes or dislikes. Find out then about their threat researching area or department and find out what they want from a threat researcher. Become a thought leader on how to get a job as a threat researcher. Today, it's not just about having a college education and being a great threat researcher. It's about really understanding what companies want. Do you understand what those companies want? And that is critically important, as Katie Dean said, to understand before you start looking at just that specific job. It's really important to look at the whole picture because the industry is so wide and each company has a different attitude and a different uh, list of criterion for what they want for that specific, uh, that specific job. Absolutely. I, I used to say, figure out your North Star of where you want to be, whether that's in three or five years, and then see what roles will help you get there. And if the next role will only get you 
three quarters of the way there, then that's great. But you figure out what you're benefiting from that employer, yes. um, not just a paycheck, but what experience yes. are you gaining so you can get yourself to your North Star and you can that's use right. that as your grounding point. That's right. And and something that's very critical that goes into the video resume is that how you can help these companies get there, how you can help these companies solve their problem. You know, I'm not saying there's a zillion threat researchers out there, but there's there's so many threat researchers just like you that that want to go to work, that want to get their job, that job, and they have all the skills to do it. But how can you solve that problem that will help them get there? So many people, and it isn't just about cybersecurity. Again, it's about any uh, any opportunity to get a job, are looking for people who can solve problems. And that in a video resume, you can discuss that, how you can solve their problems. Absolutely. And, and when it comes to delivery of the, the thought leadership, what are some of your recommendations outside of the, the video resume, which we're highlighting here in a challenge now? But um, what other ways do you get yourself out there and do you, you create your personal brand so a lot of us get caught up in the whole issue of what is it going to cost me and how much out of pocket do I have to, you know, really get into to, uh, to get my information out there, get my name out there, you know, go to, go to meetups, which is a really good thing uh, because, you know, networking is critical, but my big thing is social, uh, social media. Social media is free, but even with social media, you have to do your research because just like the cybersecurity industry, social media is big and wide. Now, I have found in, in my endeavors, especially with the cybersecurity industry, that LinkedIn and Twitter are where people in the cyber world kind of hang out, kind of get their information. And Inside of those communities, those social communities, are groups of people, and and you have to do a little research on LinkedIn and on Twitter, but to get into those groups, to interact with those groups, this is even before posting any kind of information, and start to engage with people who are thought leaders. It's, it's very quick to do a Google search on who are thought leaders in the cybersecurity communities. And you find those people and you start to engage with them. Read what they have to say. Maybe they're doing podcasts. Maybe they're doing information that they're putting up onto YouTube. Follow them, learn about what they're doing. And then you can emulate that. And once you begin to emulate that, you can start posting your information. Let's pick on um, threat researchers again. You can start posting information about threat research, about solutions in threat research. You, and, and if you're comfortable enough, start doing videos on specific elements in threat research and posting those videos just about you and, and uh, put information into that post about your findings, about things that are going on in the industry, other, uh, other organizations that are doing threat research and, and finding out solutions. And begin 
to get your name out there as someone who understands. And the more that you can put into people understanding, the more that you're going to find that people are going to be coming to you for answers. And the more you're doing that, the more you're becoming a naturally a thought leader. Absolutely. Um, as we approach the bottom of the half hour, as you think about um, creating those videos, as someone that has so much experience behind the screen editing those videos, what mm -hmm. recommendations do you have to ensure that um, they might have the best presentation possible? And we'll go for the least out of pocket. How can they, they get the best video possible to, to present yes. themselves? Yes. So the first thing that you want to think about is who your audience is. Let's, let's just say that your audience is a hiring manager, uh, a recruiter, a CISO, a CIO, a chief technology officer, you know, somebody who is going to look at this information. The one thing to keep in mind is nobody has time. Time is everybody's heaven and time is everybody's hell. And nobody has time. And so you need to be able to get in and get out quickly. And how can you do that? On a resume, somebody has to take time to read that. And I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I'm, uh, I'm a person who reads a lot and, and understands that I need to give time to things to understand. But when somebody is looking for a job or if somebody's asking a question, nobody has time. And how are you going to do that? So if you do decide to do a video resume or do a quick video, um, typically in my world called a snackable video, that's a very short video that people can get quick information out of. Has to be a solution. Few words, they completely understand and they're out. 30 to 60 seconds is what you're looking at. If you're going past 60 seconds, the people are already gone. They say in video, the first six seconds will either hook somebody or lose somebody. So you have to keep in mind in that, that first 10 seconds, from the first second to the 10th second, that you're getting your information out there. And it has to be something that has wisdom in it and has a solution in it that will hook your audience, whoever it is, you know, CISO, CIO, CTO, CEO, and, and you know, get them engaged to, to see more. So many times, and, and I'm not saying people do bad videos, we do what we do, but so many times people do a video and they go on and on and on. And finally, the solution is like three or four minutes down the line. People just don't have time for that. And you have to keep that as the, as the critical point in whatever you're doing. Who is your audience and how much time are you going to give them? And how do you create that, that hook that gets them and draws them in real quickly? So I'm a quasi-researcher. And part of my job, or a big part of my job, is to find out what is turning on and turning off people and audiences. 
I have to know before I even do anything, you know, what if, if I'm going to do a video, what do people like about that? What do people dislike about that? What is going to keep people in there for 30 or 60 seconds? And then I have to create a plan. Okay, if it's, uh, if I'm doing a video on uh, a specific company, for instance, why would that, why would people want to use that company over the seven or eight or 20 competitors that they have? And I, so I have to do research on not only the audience and the specific people that were pointing that or were targeting that video to, I have to find out about their competitors. You know, those are critical elements. If you want to get out there as a thought leader, you have to find information out about what is turning on and turning off people about the competitors of the people you're working with. You know, there, there's so much information out there about why people don't want to work with other people. It's, I'm going to say it's kind of funny. But there's so much information out there that if you Google just about anything, you're going to find six or seven sentences instantly on what turns people on and off. My big thing is emotion. How am I going to hit emotionally to my audience or to the person that's that's getting out there? Think about it. Cybersecurity. Is that really an emotional thing? Well, people can say, yeah. But the thing is, if you're hacked, or if you're attacked, that's hitting your back pocket. And that's an emotional thing. That's what people forget about in their videos. What emotionally is hitting that target? Well, I, I get I get told that my posts are technical and true to point, but always lack emotion. That that's that's one of my challenges, whether it's in my writing or in my videos, that I'm emotionless because I, I've been so honed to um, ensure that I don't sway my judgments one way or another with my analysis. And now here on social media, we have to be vulnerable. We have to share our emotions yes. in order to hook people in. Yes. People want to know about you. They don't want to know about stuff. You know, I can, I can go out. It's so funny. When I worked at Silence. I would say this stuff all the time. You know, we're not emotional. You, you guys are, you're, you're hitting the, the scientific stuff in data sheets and white papers uh, in, in your blog posts, but you're not being emotional about who they are. And I'd always get, you know, we don't need that kind of stuff. That's, that's girly stuff. But let me tell you something. When it comes to people who don't have time, you need to hit these people with emotion. How can you get to their heartstrings instantly? That's the whole idea. You've got to look at how you can hook these people. And in my opinion, the only way that you can do that is through their emotions. Wow. Well, with that, Sky, we're going to have to wrap today. But um, unfortunately, Renee didn't get to join us. Uh, we'll, we'll have to bring Please you back. Say hi to her for me. We, we will. We will. Um, we'll, we'll, ha we'll have to bring you back. This was just so riveting. So much great information. Um, I know Renee definitely wants to, to, to have you on again. So um, we'll, we'll have you back another time um, sure. and have you share your, your amazing information. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, anytime. For, anytime. For those of you listening, Right now, live, um, Sky's 
profile link is in the descriptions for uh, those of you on YouTube. Uh, hit subscribe, hit that notification button. Uh, for those of you on Twitch, same thing, subscribe. And those of you after the fact, give us a 10-star a review on whatever pa- um, podcast platform you're listening on and share it with as many friends and family. Sky, thank you so much for coming on. Anytime. And we'll Anytime. definitely have you on another time. Thank you all. Have a great day. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye now.